everyone, I'm Margie Alanis, and this is Farm Her Talks, thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the farm her in all of us. So as you know, I've had the blessing of sharing stories of hundreds of diverse women, all connected by their love of agriculture all across the country, uh, you know, from every little corner of every state, um, you know, the women that I meet are so very similar. Um, But unfortunately, far too many of these stories have included a common enemy, and that's cancer. Whether they've bravely fought themselves or alongside a loved one, their lives, their farms, and their hearts have been torn apart. Through their stories of resiliency and determination, I see these women connecting our agriculture industry together with a common hope. And it is important to me that that we talk about this, that we uh, are aware of, of this. And so this episode is sponsored by Nationwide and they too have friends who've been affected by cancer in so many terrible, terrible ways. And so today we're gonna be meeting one of those friends. We're gonna be talking to the Porteus family. And uh, Brent Porteus lost his wife many years ago to cancer and it has uh well what a tough situation that will always be uh, they have found a way forward and they found a way not just forward but they found a way to help connect their community and the industry of agriculture together in their state um, to bring people together uh, as they search for a cure for that terrible word of cancer. So I am excited to be talking to the Porteus family today, uh, not just about cultivating a cure, but about um, how their leaders in their industry and in their state, and to hear a little bit about their farm and how his two daughters are coming into their own as far as their family operation goes. Without further ado, I'm going to let them do the very important job of telling you all who they are. So Brent, let's start with you. Can you tell me a little bit uh, about your family? about the ways that you're connected to agriculture and where you're from? Well, my brother and I are uh, fourth generation ag here in uh, Coshocton County. Um, And right now the business, uh, you know, my two daughters are coming back and, you know, we'll be the, we'll be the core part of the business already working into that situation. Crops and livestock uh, here in Eastern Ohio, we're kind of in the unglaciated hills and hills and river valleys in Eastern Ohio. So corn, soybeans, um, you know, a brew cow herd. We finish our own calves into a into a, a special program, and then we have a couple hog finishers for a for a local integrator family here in the county. Nice. So you have your hands full. It sounds like a good amount of diversification on your farm. Uh, and how many generations has your family been farming, Brent? You know, um, my brother and I are the fourth generation. The girls be the fifth uh, here in Coshocton County. Uh, that's great. I. I meet so many family families who have this generational aspect to their farms, and I think with every generation, uh, they they the importance just keeps growing about how to uh, be sustainable and how to really focus on that next generation. So, uh, with that, uh, let's start with well, and, that, and that six and that six generations out there taking a nap as we speak. So, um, <laughs> I should have mentioned them as we talk through that, but uh, you know, in many respects, that's why. That's one motivation for all the stuff we do. Yeah, it really is. And and you and so many farm families I meet, um, you know, knowing that you're you're leaving something solid and stable there for 
for those uh, little kids who are so important um, and, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to come back to the farm. So with that, Amy, let's uh, hear from you just a little bit. Can you tell me, have you always known that you were going to be a part of the farm uh, and uh, a little bit about what you do today? I guess I'd say I always knew I was going to. I've never, never left totally. I uh, worked away from from here for about nine years, and opportunity come to come home. So I come back on full time about six years ago. And I don't know you, when you get to do what you what you enjoy and love to do. You, I don't know. You can't hardly say you don't work a day in your life because there's a lot of work we do, but it's pretty enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand that when you're passionate about it. So what does your, your kind of day-in, day-out role with the farm look like now? Um, ringleader of the circus. <laughs> check cows, check pigs, fix whatever's not working that day. Fight whatever fire we've got to fight and try to try to keep your head above water. Yeah, I like it. I think you might be the comedian too. You might keep people laughing a little bit from uh, what I can tell. So that's always really important. I like that, the ringleader. Uh, Okay, so Beth, what about you? Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your transition into being involved in the farm as an adult and kind of what what your involvement is? Sure. After I graduated from college, I came home to the farm for a short period of time and then realized, you know, as challenging as commodity prices and stuff are, if we were going to raise a family, that there was going to have to be some off-farm income also. So currently I work um, as an environmental manager at a local pipe shop foundry, Um, but my true passion is still at home. So there's a lot of days where I look at environmental stuff, but sit there and think about what's going on at the farm. So currently... My husband and I both work off the farm and then come home and farm in the evenings and on the weekends with our two little girls. My uh, my position is a little different. I went from doing anything and everything here to a lot of times sitting back and watching. I still want to be here and still where my heart is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it uh, is a unique Uh, world that we live in where so many people do balance, you know, that off the farm job and uh, a full uh, lineup of work still always on the farm. We all know that that never ends. So Brent, I have another question for you. Uh, You have daughters. Did you always hope that your daughters would come back and be that next generation on the farm? Or, uh, you know, was this a journey to get to this point? Everybody hopes your family's involved in in the business that y'all have that passion. Um, I don't really know that we thought of it differently, whether it's girls or boys, um, just in the way things work, these guys kind of been involved from the beginning. Um, you know, when Amy was born, Debbie was running the grain cart. There's a, you know, there's a car seat there in the, mm-hmm. in the tractor at the grain cart. And, you know, so just evolved with that. They, they both kind of joined the hip with their grandfather and, and, and I, you know, just as, as we do things when you're calving, the kids go with you and check cows and stuff we do. I mean, it's, been a, and, and it's kind of that way with the granddaughters now, you know, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of involvement. We all just participate in, uh, in the stuff we do. So they're kind of, you know, they're kind of full engagement with everything we do as these girls were. And they, you know, throughout their 4-H careers and, you know, showing calves and the things they did there and uh, their FFA projects, you know, just, uh, they, they enjoy doing it. They develop passion for both the industry and, in the land. And uh, so just kind of evolved. I can't really say that we 
you know, you didn't want, you know, you want, you want to, what hap- you want what's best for your kids. You know, you want it to roll out in a situation if they're doing what they passionately want to do. And here in this situation, kind of fortunately, it worked out that way. Yeah. So I feel fortunate. Yeah, well, it sounds like they may not have had much of a chance. You know, it's like uh, in in our household, you have to be a Cubs fan, and and if you're a, you know, if your car seat is in a tractor when you're a baby, then you know that's just going to be in your blood. I'm I'm sure of it. So, uh, I I can understand you that. Got to be a Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a Buckeye, and uh, the rest of it just uh, comes naturally. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well. Uh, Everybody, I want you to uh, stick with us. We're going to keep talking here with Brent and Amy and Beth as we uh, go on. We're going to be diving into leadership, and we're also going to be talking about an event that they have um, created, and it's something very, very important called Cultivating a Cure that has really brought together their community. And I think this is something that we all can learn from and understand a little bit more about. So, We're going to be talking about that here soon. I also want you to check out our newly redesigned farmher.com. It is a place where you can see the stories that we tell uh, through videos. You can read the blogs, you can listen to the podcasts, and you can find that inspiration and connection that you already know to look for from Farmher. Uh, So check that out. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to stay in the know. Uh, okay, so headed into um, leadership, okay? Brent, let's talk a little bit about your view of leadership overall and specifically in this industry. What do you think the most important thing is that a leader can bring to the table in the world of agriculture? Yeah, that's a tough question. But uh, I guess from my perspective, it's about uh, caring about the industry and demonstrating that, that the time you spend as, as a leader is Looking out for the best interests of of uh, you know the people you're representing in, in the industry and being willing to uh, do the things it takes to to you know leadership is always about tough decisions and um, finding ways to collaborate with people and it's been an important part of what we've tried to do over the years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you have held a number of leadership roles. You just want to talk to us a little bit about uh, the ways that you have. Um, you know, found yourself in a leadership role in this industry, some of the ways you've been involved? I was fortunate. My dad was very involved in, at least in local ag organizations. He had sat on the High Beef Marketing Committee when it was first established. Um, so I was involved on the beef side. Uh, you know, I was involved with the higher corn growers, uh, chaired both the grower and the marketing board there. Uh, had a chance to do some things from a national corn grower perspective, NCGA. I, the good fortune to be a national public policy chair for, for five presidents. Um, and then about 2000 got involved with, uh, back involved more intimately with the Ohio Farm Bureau State Board of Trustees and served a time as president of that organization. And, and each of those roles gives you a broader, you know, keeping a broader sense of how important it is for, for farmers to be active in, in their communities and in, in the policies and the things that affect their business and, and the value of um, trying to bring people together collectively to uh, address some of those issues. Well, thank you for lending your time and your talents and your energy, because uh, we all know any of us who have engaged in, in any organizations in industries that we exist in, it it takes a lot of time and, and it takes stepping up and it does take making those hard decisions and 
uh, putting yourself out there. And um, so Beth and Amy, I, I'm thinking that you probably don't have much of a chance. You're, you're going to have to step out into this industry role or you probably already have. Uh, are either of you involved in any um, roles within the industry? Currently, um, I'm on the local soil water board, conservation district board, and um, really enjoying that role. But both of us have continued to carry on the 4-H tradition in our family. Currently, advisors in 4-H club that our grandfather started, and then mom and dad carry on, and Amy and I are carrying that on to my kids. And 4-H is such an important organization. I was in it when I was a kid. And uh, I I don't know if I'd be taking, I don't even know if I would have started Farm Her without it, honestly. Like it kind of sparked my love of photography when when I was a kid. And, um, you know, no matter what their background, no matter if they're from a farm or a acreage or in town, uh, 4-H is just such an important program. Uh, here's a fun question. Uh, let's start with uh, you, Amy. What is one thing that 4-H taught you that you still carry with you today? Probably responsibility would be the would be the big one. Yeah, I have to agree with Amy. Just responsibility and hard work. We were never never able to go out and buy the best, most expensive animal. Um, if we wanted to compete, we needed to outwork others. So I guess hard work is one of the things that I would have taken away from 4-H. It definitely is. It's it's one of those reasons why I always say if, if uh, somebody's been in 4-H or FFA, I'll always look at their uh, job application before before another one, right? Because you just know that they've uh, been through some of those things. So that's cool that, that you have had uh, that leadership in 4-H in your family. I love that. The uh, current position I have at the local foundry, um, there was myself and another applicant, and I've been told this a couple times by our VP and GM that when he found out that I was raised on a farm and he looked at my resume and saw the farm on my resume, he went to him and said, that's who I want. I know she's been involved in 4-H and I know she's worked on a farm. That's what I want. So um, that's really resonated with me here in the last six, eight months as I've had this job. He's referenced that multiple times. As from someone who's hired people from both sides of the alley too, I, I see it. It's very clear. It's so very clear. And uh, I, I love that. And and what a real world situation, right? So if you're listening out there and you're thinking about joining 4-H, now's the time. <laughs> uh, but no, that that's wonderful. And you know, the, the leaders in those 4-H groups are so important because my kids are both in 4-H and, and those leaders really, you know, push them and, and carry them through and, and provide some of that spark. So it's, it's such an important thing on both sides of that. Uh, so Okay. Have you been wanting to dig into your inner farm her? Check us out on YouTube. We've got exclusive farm her stories on the road adventures. And of course, uh, all kinds of other fun stuff from RFD TV. So check it out and subscribe today at youtube.com slash farm her. Okay. Now we're going to jump into the part that I've really been excited to talk to you guys about, uh, because I know what putting together just an event takes and uh, much less an event that has so much meaning for your family and for your community and for your state. So uh, to, to lay the groundwork in talking about that, Brent, why don't we start with you? Can you talk to us a little bit about cultivating a cure and what that is and, and why your family started it? My wife of 35 years uh, had a struggle with breast cancer that she uh, fought daily uh, alongside uh, some really great professionals at the James Cancer Center as part of the Ohio State University Hospital System. When she passed away 10 years ago, you know, we wanted to do something just 
you know, to, to recognize that, to do something, you know, to pay back a little bit. And, you know, we thought of a fundraiser and getting the friends in and, and doing some things. And um, a very good friend, Jack Fisher, the executive vice president of the Ohio Farm Bureau at the time, Debbie was a huge part of uh, my support system. Uh, she's, you know, a lot of the things that we were able to do in the leadership roles was because we, you know, the relationships we developed with other farm couples across the state mm-hmm. and different things. And um, so we decided to put together an event, um, mostly funded by the people who come, but we started to get some business sponsors. Um, uh, Nationwide Insurance, an organization I have a connection to, uh, stepped up our, you know, banks, uh, farm credit, you know, a couple of local co-ops, and that just kept growing. And so we have an event. Uh, first two were here on our farm, and then we've done it on farms around the uh, the state since then. Uh, the tenth one was going to come back here, and then uh, COVID has um, moved us to a virtual event. But we have um, we're up to about 350 people who share a Sunday afternoon with us with a really good meal, a good speaker, and have a chance to raise funds. And but the biggest thing is we we get the ag community. We have most a lot of the leadership in Ohio's ag community together for a day, building relationships, having conversations, uh, you know, it's a family event. And and also uh, we're raising close to $100,000 annually now for cancer research at the James. That's amazing uh, that, that you guys threw yourselves behind something that has uh, raised so much money that and uh, for such an important cause. So uh, kudos to you. So Beth, can you tell us from your perspective uh, about cultivating a cure? Um, yeah, I think from Amy and I's perspective, the, one of the neat things for us is all of the local people that travel with us as we move it around, all of the people that we recognize that have been with us at every event that we've had that have hit all nine of them so far, um, and then just getting to see the new people that show up for the first time and, and experience it and then see then see their reaction to experiencing um, everything that goes on. So it's really neat just to see the different the different people. But I'm really proud of the fact that we have such a such a uh, connection with some friends that they travel around with us to everyone and have been there to support us through each and every time we've had the event. Yeah, that that's really great. And and again, the power of community, right? Yeah, I love your focus on bringing together the agriculture community. Can you talk to me a little bit about why you think it's so important to bring the community into this, um, you know, and to, to bring all those families together for this event? Going back to something we talked about earlier, you know, our ability to solve problems in agriculture and uh, especially when they involve things that are beyond our control, whether it's a regulatory piece or something we need legislatively or, you know, help we need in different things. Those are about working together and, you know, across all of agriculture, we're such a small part of the population now that, you know, as commodity groups, as individual organizations, we have our interests, but we're strongest when we work together. Mm-hmm. And our greatest opportunity to work together is when we have relationships and we have confidence in each other. And, you know, we have that ability to communicate and, and find solutions. And, this is this is one event that w- that's been able to grow into, and it, you know, we're 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 there for a really good cause, and you know our families get to meet each other, our we, we meet each other's spouses, and so it, it's one of those I'm, I'm going to call it a relationship building thing that provides opportunities 
uh, to strengthen our ability to to work together and uh, and solve the challenges that uh, face our industry. I love that. I am um, vocal about the fact that I think when we come together and, uh, you know, whatever that is, like if you're, you know, going to a a meeting once a month or uh, with a, a local group or coming together for coffee with a group of people, when we connect with our community and listen and learn, we all grow. And I think we all know that this industry needs that growth, right? As not just today, but but far into the future. So I, I love that you're providing this and and I've not been able to attend in person. Hopefully some year I can, uh, but I would just venture to guess that there are plenty of those next generation uh, farmers out there who are who are watching and listening because even when we think they're not, that's just the way that that it goes, you know. And uh, that events like this bring together community. They help us grow and they create those future leaders, which is which is such an important thing. Absolutely. So, is there a way that people can find out more about your uh, fundraiser? People can donate to the fundraiser. Absolutely. Um, the Ohio Farm Bureau Foundation is our facilitating arm. And uh, so uh, I think if you Google Cultivating the Cure uh, or Google the Ohio Farm Bureau Foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, they, have a, they have a link on there to Cultivating the Cure, uh, and absolutely an opportunity for everyone. And I, and I, and I would say the, the fundraising thing is a huge part of it. It's, it's the core of our passion. But I do hope you get the chance, the chance sometime to come and be part of the event and uh, – be part of the relationships that uh, that we strengthen and build that day as well. Those are always the fun things. I can tell you what, that's what I'm missing the most right now uh, because I usually get a chance to to go uh, be at events and talk to people. And it, I always leave with like the fullest heart, right? I'm like, oh, all this good is out here. And it's, it's sometimes hard to see it in the way the world is working right this moment. But, uh, you know, I think uh, even bringing together people together uh, in the digital world uh, helps us kind of remember that. So uh, that's wonderful. We will put the link to this in the show notes as well. So we can make it easier for you to find that website. Um, so, uh, Brent, another question about the program. You've been doing this for a number of years. Has the focus changed at all, or is it pretty much on track with with where you started in the beginning? Well, we always try and uh, do a little bit of a program and have a fun event as well. You know, our first concept was uh, that we'd have, you know, some legislative person, you know, Senator Rob Portman was our first speaker, I think. And But it's now evolved into um, just about relationships. Um, you know, we've had the new president, um, at Ohio State, when when he came, you know, we've had uh, Jack Hannes been, you know, the program. It, it's it's about having a little fun, enjoying the time together, and having some great conversation, great meal, and so the the leadership piece, the, you know, connecting leaders for, with the relationship piece has always been the focus, and that continues to grow. We've just been fortunate that as as our as our support and attendance has grown, the rest of that is built as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, kudos uh, for building such an important event because um, from the seat that I sit in, you know, I travel all around the country and I visit all different types of families who have all different types of farms and ranches and involvement in in somewhere along the food chain. And far too often, cancer is a common word in the conversations that I have with them somewhere in their family. And whether it's them that has, you know, fought or whether it is 
somebody that they love or you know somebody somebody in their community it has the ability to to tear things apart so many times and to hear uh, what you guys are doing to bring people together around this is really, really heartwarming. And I absolutely love it. I'm kind of tearing up right now because I can think of, again, so many names, way too many names of people that I've met that um, have have really walked a, a rough path, as have you guys. And Margie, another thing I would share in that respect is, and it's something we're trying to weave into the program. You know, we also have a connectivity with my role as a trustee at, at the Ohio State University. And, um, you know, I get to see at a higher level um, all the really neat research that's going to be connected to our industry. I mean, I really truly believe that we're going to find many of our, many of the solutions, many of the answers to the challenges we deal in the health space. It's going to be connected to our the food we eat, you know, yes. our environmental issues that are so, so tightly connected to agriculture and, and the production of food and, and um, you know, the food and fiber and how it affects our bodies and you know, these individualized treatments. Uh, and there's an amazing amount of neat work. Um, I, I'd speak just for Ohio State, but the collaborations between uh, the College of Food, Agriculture, and Environmental Sciences and, and the uh, College of Medicine and the James, um, you know, they grow every day. And I really believe that um, our industry is going to be a hugely important part of finding those answers. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think you just answered. Uh, my last question for you was going to be, uh, what do you hope for the future of, of the agriculture industry overall? Uh, and, and obviously part of that is that weaving in of technology and, and how uh, the environment and food and, and all of it intersect for sure. Um, so I have one more question for you, Amy. What is the hope that you have for the future of your family farm? Hopefully my two nieces are interested enough that they're interested and that we have a viable option for them in 20 years to to come back and join the circus. (laughs) And Beth, what about you? What what is your hope for your family and the farm as you look towards the future? I really just echo what Amy had to say. You know, my hope is that we build something here that, you know, we leave it for my kids better than what we found it. And hopefully that, you know, my kids want to have some part in agriculture one way or the other, even if it's a matter of just owning a land base and maybe not farming themselves, or we'd all be super happy if they decide they want to come back here to the farm. But as they grow and decide what interests them, we'll be here to support them and hope that the family farm means to them something close to what it means to Amy and I. Thank you to all three of you. I am proud to get to talk to you and share a little bit of your story. And I really, really appreciate you sharing uh, your thoughts on leadership and and what things like this can do to bring a community together instead of all the things that can unfortunately tear us apart out there. So thank you so much to all three of you for being on Farm Her Talks. <laughs>